They have only known the priestly life during a pandemic. A sit-down with two of our priests. This is Dive Deep. From the Diocese of Springfield in Illinois, this is Dive Deep. Where we dive deep into our Catholic faith. We are joined today by two of our newly ordained priests from a class of eight, the biggest class in more than 50 years, Father Michael Meinhardt and Father Dominic Valling. Hello, Andrew. Good to see you guys. Father Michael, you are down at St. Boniface in Edwardsville. You also are a chaplain yep. at Father McGivney Catholic High School. Father Dominic, you're at the Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception, chaplain also at SHG. Good to see you guys. Thanks for making the trip up, first of all. Good to uh, be here. F- Father Michael. So uh, let's dive deep right into it. You guys are the pandemic priests. That's right. I'll, I'll, I'll start out by saying that. So, Father Michael, I'll start with you. The headline for you, you've only known the priestly life during a pandemic. Now what you guys studied for in seminary school, what's the headline for you being uh, less than a year into your vocation? <laughs> headline, headline. I didn't discern this, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Father Dominic? Got to think about it for a second. I don't know. Um not what yeah. I had in mind. Yeah, <laughs> called to be a priest, however the Lord wants me to, whatever the church needs. So the church needs, needs me now, and here I am. That's excellent. All right, so uh, so let's let's get into it a little bit more, because this past year has been crazy for you guys. Obviously, the 25% and pandemic and mass was closed to the public. You brought it back. It was a whole slew of things. Um, let's look Let's look back uh, really quick, Father Michael. When you just think generally since when you became a priest less than a year ago, and you look at how things have transpired, what, what goes through your mind? How has it been? <laughs> It's been good. I, I've been inspired in a lot of ways by the way in which uh, I've watched pastors reopen their parishes. So for, at first I was a deacon when we started reopening, and I was at Holy Family in Granite City, and watching Father uh, Jeff Holtman open the parish, make those decisions, and then transitioning over to uh, St. Boniface in Edwardsville, and watching Father Jeff Geckner make those same and continue that, uh, and just being inspired by their courageous leadership in making the decisions and kind of taking the flack that comes either way. Those who think you should do more, those who think you should do less. And then also watching the faith of the people, those who have come back and, um, and those who have to stay away. Uh, it's just been inspiring to watch. Yeah, faith. And Father Dominic, you and I spoke a little bit before the podcast. I was really inspired by what you said. You said it, it's been great. Yeah. It's, it's been great. And it's been you know, great. Yeah. That's kind of like, priesthood. yeah, you know, so, so describe that, that great feeling for us. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's kind of you know what I expected, obviously, for the my eight years of seminary formation. But looking back at the past almost a year, our seminary closed on March seventeenth, um, basically a year ago, and our last quarter of seminary was done remotely with spiritual direction online, um, classes online, and then ordination planning was just kind of so many question marks until basically the week of first mass planning, same thing, parish starting, same thing, and basically every event up until now has been you know the week of we kind of look at the the current guidelines from the state, from the city, do the best we can. Um, but I've been surprised in my just eight months of priesthood so far um, how much we have been able to do. Our faith formation is rolling. Our sacraments are rolling. Um, confession, Eucharist, our sacraments of um, initiation, baptism, confirmation. We really haven't missed a beat except the past, you know, the first few months of the pandemic, but been doing it safely, doing it carefully. Um, one ministry that's suffered has been the homebound and nursing home visits, but I'm hoping to get back on that pretty soon. When it comes to the pandemic, obviously it's it's caused it's wreaked havoc in our lives and, and changed schedules and things like that. What has been the biggest challenge for both of you guys that's been unexpected besides the 
the pandemic, mm-hmm. uh, obviously, but it has something, you know, obviously you guys have studied and you're like, oh, this is what, this is what the priesthood's going to be like. And then there's this one thing that's like, oh, you guys have been in it for several months now. And I wasn't expecting that. Father Michael? Yeah. Um, without saying too much, I think uh, the especially being the celebrant of the sacrament for reconciliation, it's it was a big uh, learning curve. And just being on that side of the screen, and, you know, I always only had my experience of confession, and then being inspired and seeing what others bring and kind of learning within that and just being surprised, um, not at sin, but just at the the way in which people confess. And Really yeah. quick on that. So I know you guys in seminary practice mass. Yeah. Do, yeah. You, do you practice being behind the screen? We and, do, yeah. We, do. Okay. we had practice yeah. confessions. Yeah. And, what's, and, what's that like? Is someone pretending to say sins on the other side? Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was always the priest who was like our teacher. We had like small groups of three for our class. And the priest would pretend to be like an old lady or a little kid, which was in its own way very funny, kind of hard to focus. But after the first few seconds of like, all right, they're being like a you know old lady, um, they'd say their sins and get get pretty serious, and we'd really get down to it. Okay. But they would uh, give us feedback on like how they would respond to some stuff, and they would kind of um, say the way that people phrase stuff. Oftentimes, just kind of the older um, generation might word things differently than our generation does. But overall, it was it was intimidating. Honestly, there's a priest it here. Was. And I was like, do I say the right thing? What do I say to this person? And, but then being, and, and your classmates are right there yeah, watching classmates you. Yeah, classmates are watching me too. <laughs> and they give so feedback like, afterwards. Don't want to mess up. <laughs> and, so, and so in a lot of ways, the confessional has been more free in that way. It's like a stadium confession. There's yeah. you know, exactly. get your yeah. box seats out, yeah. get your popcorn. What's I mean, he going to screw up? God's watching now. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I never, that is, that's, I gotta, that's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, Father Dominic, the biggest challenge for you or something that you, you weren't expecting? I think the biggest challenge has been getting to know people which um, being at a parish before, you just assume daily mass card, you talk to her after mass, talk to the kids at the school during the day. But so many um, COVID restrictions, wearing masks, especially the high school, SHG, I haven't seen the kids' faces the entire school year. I don't know what they look like for the most part. So I get to know some of their eyes and their voices, but um, overall it's been pretty challenging for me to get to know people's names and faces, even at the parish from week to week. Now, and Father Michael, you kind of touched on this with, with confession. Has, was there anything you guys were, were fearful of as you're about to become a priest, that now that you guys have done it for, you know, eight months, it actually hasn't been that bad. Um, and, you know, I know you said confession, you were maybe fearful, and now you got in the ropes. But yeah, any other aspect of the priesthood where you're like, you know, actually, when I, when I became a priest, oh, I was a little, I don't know about this. And it actually like, oh, this is actually really cool. This is really good. Yeah. Well, I always think there's a part of that with presiding at the liturgies. Um, but there's a part that, and it's sort of a slow grow into it because, when you're ordained a deacon, then you're like up there. I mean, you can be up there as a server and things like that, but it's different when everyone's suddenly actually watching you when you're giving a homily or, you know, when you're saying the mass and praying those words. Um, So that's been something I was, I guess, a little fearful of, even as an extrovert, like that it's like, oh, okay, like everyone's watching, but yet it's been okay, you know. Do you feel like at all, like now of a sudden as, you know, as a seminarian or maybe as a deacon, like, well, you know, if I screw up and, eh, you know, it's, it's, it's just a seminary. I mean, now of a sudden it's like, I gotta, I gotta get this right. Like this yeah. is legit time now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, especially as a priest in the liturgy during the mass, like as a deacon, you had a few parts that like the gospel sometimes, but as a priest, it's like you start the mass, you finish the mass in between. It's basically you're talking almost the entire time. So you gotta be on top of things and be prepared and you can't just walk in five minutes before and 
and fill in like a server would sometimes, like I did as a server. But as a priest, we have to really be mentally and spiritually prepared to, to go and celebrate Mass. Any funny things you guys have screwed up yet? Yeah, there's been a few things. <laughs> I don't know. One time I was uh, doing the offertory prayers and I just said the wrong one. Like I was doing the chalice and I, was, I said the prayer for the mixing the water and wine. It's just like, sorry, just said the wrong one and started the right one. And <laughs> just small things like that here and there. Uh, actually, just today, uh, <laughs> when I was, I, I went to go wash my hands because we don't have servers yet. And so just on the table behind me. And then I realized like I hadn't prayed one of the prayers. And so then I bowed and I, you know, I prayed that <laughs> prayer. So I walked away from the altar. Then I walked back, did that. Then I walked back to the credence table. And then I, I started to, you know, instead of Lord, wash me from my iniquities and cleanse me from my sins. It's like by the mystery of this water and wine, but, you know, mm-hmm. and I was like, wait, wrong prayer, you know. <laughs> I, we, one of our favorite father, Marty Smith, he wore the, he wore the wrong vestment. Oh. And so he said, <laughs> d- while he's processed in and the music's still playing, this was before the pandemic, he dived into the side, put on a new, his, the correct color and came back out. And he said, he said, no one noticed, but yeah, I, that's I, pretty impressive. That, that, that cracked me up. Hey, Lentz, Lentz teaching me like all the rules on like, when do you celebrate who? Like St. Polycarp, like what? Like mm-hmm. yeah, I, I wear violet. Okay. How hard is that? Because you now, you know, obviously liturgy, you guys have all these yeah, colors and rituals and you, you do the Gloria. They don't do the Gloria. Mm-hmm. You guys got to know all this stuff. I'm assuming you know, the Office of Divine Worship is obviously helping you, but the missile, the missile follow the missile, yeah. <laughs> read what the book yeah, says. Yeah. You're good. <laughs> and then, uh, then the liturgical calendar or whatever, like a daily planner, mm-hmm. it literally says the color on every single day. A lot of it too is talking to my priest brothers who I live with about, you know, what feast day it is and how we do stuff at the parish. And we have several daily masses usually. So I'm probably Alfred usually just informally talks about what we're setting up, what we're doing. So a lot of it's just learning kind of by osmosis and hope I don't mess anything up too badly as we go along. <laughs> now we're going to get into some more questions about your, your first year as priest in a second, but I want you guys both to take, take us back, the listeners back. Cause you, you guys have known each other for a long time, long time, Since all the way 2007 back. or six. I think 2006. It yeah. was known as T-Town, yep, Tutopolis. Right. Uh, Father Dominic, we'll start with you. Take us back to this. And I'll correct him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'll correct Father Michael too. Uh, the scene of you guys, uh, you've known each other a long time. Yeah. So uh, I went to our local junior high in seventh grade. We switched buildings from grade school, junior high. And uh, we had these other schools from the country areas come into our main school in town. Yeah, so I met Father schools. Michael for the first time. Um, we weren't really friends at all in junior high. I think we might've done some stuff together like Scholar Bowl. Um, I honestly just, don't remember. Did you guys dominate? No, I don't think I was very good at that. Yeah, we were pretty average. We were good at basketball and baseball. Scholar Bowl, still pretty average. Right. Working we, on that one. By we, you mean the other people. The other people, yeah. <laughs> you're, good at, you're good at vocations of the priesthood though. Yeah, exactly. I know. <laughs> we're two for two right now, so that's pretty cool. Uh, what do you remember about your life growing up with Father Dominic? So yeah, I remember junior high didn't know you that well, even early high school. We had a lot of similar friends mm-hmm. and like we ran around the same friend groups. But I wouldn't really say that we were friends, maybe frenemies. Uh, yeah, frenemies. We we're both on cross country. And uh, so that was fun, I guess. We knew each other. Dominic was good. Uh, <laughs> and then I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I think when I think about when I met Dominic, that was when Taylor Swift was just bit getting big. And he loved Taylor Swift. So Taylor I remember Swift. that. She's pretty good. Yeah. 
<laughs> little roll. You still you still you still listen to some Taylor Swift? Every once Robin? in a while, yeah. All yeah. right, okay. You gonna loop that into a homily at some point? I don't know. Uh, probably not. Mr. We'll see. Rocky likes to loop. He loop. likes to yeah, yeah, yeah. likes sing songs. I have to look at our song selection to see if anything fits with our gospel for the coming week. <laughs> so, Wouldn't count on it. So, at what point did you guys cross? You know, come and kind of like, hey, I'm gonna be a priest. Oh, I'm gonna be a priest. Was there ever this like moment that that happened, or, or what there, happened there? Yeah, there really was. So when we were seniors in high school, um, actually a guy the year before us had gone to seminary from our high school also, um, Willie Jansen. Um, but Father Michael and I weren't, yeah, we, we didn't talk about it much at all until our senior year, but um, his pastor at the time, now my current pastor, Father Joe Carlos, we were at um, some kind of like band breakfast or some kind of church dinner together. And he said, he has a parishioner who's discerning the priesthood besides Willie. And I somehow had this intuition that it was Father Michael, which we hadn't talked about it. Um, maybe not explicitly, maybe we talked about the faith a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but then actually when we were applying to the seminary um, later that spring, Father Michael was telling our classmates one day that he was going to go to the seminary. And our math teacher said, Michael, you shouldn't make fun of Dominic for going to the seminary. It's a really serious thing. Because they didn't really see <laughs> Father Michael as being a, a future seminarian. <laughs> it, it was true. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening, Mrs. Mrs. Weber. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, but here you are. Here, here we are. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what do you remember? Accurate story, number one. Accurate portrayal. Yeah. Close enough. That, that was pretty close. Yeah. That's, that's the good details to include. Uh, I remember our senior year kind of uh, becoming friends when we went to a concert together. Mm-hmm. Which concert? Uh, well, it was... It wasn't Taylor Swift. No. No, we weren't that it, cool. It was, it was in Effingham, and it was... At I think the, it was the lead singer of the Eagles. The Eagles it was like the Corvette Fest. It was mostly people in lawn chairs on the grass, so... It was old people. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> but we went. <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, we went and when we were like driving back, I had been to mass that night for the vigil and the gospel was the workers in the vineyard. Yeah, that's right. And like the just payment or unjust, you know, payment. And I remember we were just like talking about it. And that was in a way, I don't know, I was impressed that like you were like willing to like dive in and just Mm -hmm. discuss that in the car while we're driving back from a concert. Yeah. Just guys in high school talking about the gospel. Yeah, and yeah. so both you guys, you guys went from high school straight to the seminary. We both did. Mm-hmm. To Mrs. Weber's surprise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now here you guys both are. Mm-hmm. Beautiful story. Okay, so um, taking us back to the priesthood now uh, and, and your first year, any any stories that, that have inspired you, that have lifted you up, that have really like, oh, this is awesome to be a priest. You look back and you're like, well, this, is, this is cool. This is a cool vocation. Mm-hmm. What comes to mind? Yeah, uh, so... One of my one of my highlights of this year, um, if I can say that in a way, poetic moments, beautiful moments, uh, was there was a woman from my home parish that I grew up in, um, and she was sort of the Anna of our home parish. You know, she was there it, when you were a kid and when you went to church, you knew that she was going to be there. Um, just filled with a lot of faith, uh, been a pillar of the community, uh, and she was 102, uh, her, Agnes Brummer. Um, and she was dying this fall, or I guess this winter. And I was able to go there uh, to their house in that Saturday night and uh, celebrate the Mass with her and some of her family right there in the house. Um, and I was able to anoint her before and give her the apostolic pardon and then give her communion uh, one last time on this side of eternity. And it was just really beautiful. Um, beautiful to see the way in which this woman who had been a pillar of faith even in death, like there she was living out and getting, receiving the grace of a happy death uh, to be surrounded by her family 
to be fortified with the sacraments. Uh, and in a lot of ways, it's an amazing, and, and yeah. I think back, how, how humbling is it that, you know, these people of faith say, we need a priest, like mm-hmm. at this trying, like someone get us a priest and, and you're the guy. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was, it was a privilege. That's what I kept saying. It was a privilege to come say mass for her uh, one last time because she had been such a prayerful support of me throughout seminary. Whenever I would see her, when I'd be at home, uh, a lot of people tell you that they're praying for you. And I, I knew that they were. But Agnes would always say when she had been praying for me, which was just amazing, like just that little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to know that she had prayerfully supported me so much and sacrificed uh, during my time in seminary and their sort of a fulfillment of that time now being a priest and to bring her the sacraments for the last time. That's an awesome story. Father yeah. Dominic, anything over you the past year that's just been, you know, touched you in a, a way you never thought possible? Yeah, I think just looking back, um, I had the chance to baptize my niece. Actually, the second niece I baptized was my uh, my brother's fifth child. The first one I baptized was my first baptism as a deacon over about a year and a half ago, out when they were in Boise, Idaho. Um, but this time I got to do it in the context of Mass. And uh, I didn't really get to go home much for Christmas just because of, you know, having Mass at the parish and that kind of thing. But I got to go home the week after and basically made a whole day out of it. We had Christmas presents in the morning, had a Christmas party as a family. Um, I had mass for my family, my sister-in-law's family, the baptism during the mass. I kind of preached to my nieces and my nephews who were there. And just like a really beautiful experience of being a priest in a family and just sharing that gift of um, yeah, the Holy Spirit with those that I grew up with and I'm closest to, um, really in, a, in addition to my ministry as a priest at the parish. It's just own special grace being with my family in that time. Yeah, I want to ask you guys both about your families and your, your relationship now with them as mm-hmm. a priest. Is it, uh, you guys always got to do the, the bless us or Lord prayer. You guys always the leaders of the prayers. Well, we're kind of working that out still. I don't really know. I try to defer to like the, the father, mother of the house, just because I don't know their traditions with their extra prayers at the end, you know, it was out of Hail Mary or the soul's prayer. Um, and I do, I do blessings for my, you know, rosaries and everything at the house, that kind of thing. That's got to be cool as a priest. You oh, guys yeah, can super now, convenient. You can bless stuff, right? Yeah, I got a, a, an icon today. I blessed it myself, and it was super <laughs> convenient. Put it on the wall. It's ready to go. <laughs> What's the coolest thing you guys have blessed? I should say coolest thing, the most unique thing you guys have blessed. There's a kid at the high school of Father Forgiveney that keeps asking me to bless everything. <laughs> uh, so he asked me to bless another kid's toe because he broke it. Uh <laughs> And you did it? Those are the oddest requests that I get. Uh, <laughs> At least he has a, a, a bigger, bigger face. Yeah, that's there. a beautiful expression of faith. Yeah, yeah. Or he's just an obnoxious high school boy <laughs> in the best way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, uh, how often do you guys pick each other up in terms of, you know, you guys are obviously, you know, an hour away and mm-hmm. you're in the same class and, uh, you know, schedules get crazy. And I think, you know, from a layperson's perspective, I can see sometimes the priesthood maybe perhaps getting lonely every, yeah. every once in a while. How often are you guys, as best you can, because of COVID, either it's calling or maybe just trying to meet each other for lunch? Are you guys trying to do that? Is that a, is that a new effort, especially from our new newer priests that you're really trying to have this relationship with each other? It is, yeah, especially with um, yeah being in seminary together for so many years and seminary having 130 guys in the same building and then kind of go into a house of one or two or three different guys. Um, yeah, the need for community is still very much present. So I've really called more people than I ever have um, this year as a priest, especially Father Michael. We talk on the phone, I think more than ever, because we don't see each other more than every one or two weeks. But um, we also work in fraternal group together. So we see each other once a month with other classmates from, from Belleville and have dinner together. But we also do, um, like tonight, we'll have dinner together when he's in town and, and make the most of our time off together and that kind of thing. Yeah. And we're in sort of a Lexio call, like it, we mm-hmm. read the scriptures each week together, a group of... Uh, Young, some of the younger priests of the diocese, um, and we so we for sure talk once a week as we're mm-hmm. preparing for our homilies. 
uh, which is a beautiful time to share gotcha. scripture and all that. All right, we'll finish with this question on a positive. What are you guys both looking forward to the most once the pandemic is over and we'll call it normalcy returns? Mm-hmm. Father Michael? Getting to know parishioners without them, like, fearing that you're going to kill their grandparents if you visit <laughs> yeah. them. <laughs> Father, Father Dominic? <laughs> uh, saying Mass with a full cathedral with people singing. Oh, I can't wait for that. That's a good one. Congre- and, congregational singing. Yeah. Bring it back. And, I, you know, I've always thought, like, all you guys are operating at, tw- I use the, use the 25% capacity. Mm-hmm. I think of, like... Okay, you, you, to your point, Father Dominic, you can't see people's faces. You can't get to know people. If you're in schools, you guys can't give high fives and run around and, you know, you know, it really interact with the, the kids as best you can. I, I just, I see, again, from my perspective as a layperson, all of our young priests who are just so much on fire and you guys are entering our schools and you're lighting people's lives up in such a positive way. And it's just like, ugh, but it's only like 25%. Right. And I just, you know, I pray to God that this thing ends soon so you guys can really get out there and, and, and be full force. Uh, so thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Anything else uh, come to mind really quick before we sign off on the priesthood and, and how it's been? Or if you want to get one final, one final guy with this one word, one word to describe your priesthood so far, Father Dominic, you're not in your head since, since you didn't give me a headline, give me a word, one word. Providence. Fulfilling. Ooh, those are good Ooh, words. Yeah. Good for future vocations. That's right. <laughs> Father Dominic Valling, Father Michael Meinhardt, thank you guys for coming on Dive Deep, and thank you so much for your vocation as well. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you. you got it. This has been Dive Deep. If you would like more podcasts, head on over to dio.org slash podcast. And until next time, we'll see you right here on Dive Deep.